0: 喂
1: God works sometimes. Amen. Uh, I'm going to tell you a story this week because I was getting things ready for my sermon. Thinking about Miss Liz's song just now. I had my outline ready. I had everything ready I wanted to do. And I started typing. And the phone rang. This is in the living room. And Julie answered my phone. And I heard her coming down the hallway. So I started to move. And I moved the desk. When I moved the desk, my computer got unplugged, lost everything. <laughs> and I said, Man. And I, I thought I was getting I was talking with Bree on the phone and she called me and we were talking, I said, Man, the computer just went off. I'm having to reboot it. And Julie said, well maybe it saved part of it. And and it did, it saved, but it didn't save the part I was working on at that time. And so as I sat there, Bree said, "Daddy, that's probably because that's not the sermon God wants you to preach." I said, "Oh yeah, it is, it is, it is." <laughs> well, she was right; I was wrong. And because uh, as I pulled it back up, one verse was the only thing that was really left on there, and, and it kind of got to me. Take your Bibles this morning, turn to John chapter fourteen. John chapter fourteen, and yeah, I'll tell you how good God is. I, I I don't get with Gina and tell her the sermons, and. Uh, but God works out awesome things. The title of my sermon this morning is Going Home. And if you listen to the songs we sang, kind of goes along with it great. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. It says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. The, these verses here have stuck to me. It's just it, It's been something I've thought about it. And I said, you know, no matter where we're at this morning, no matter the problems you're going through, no matter the situation, we look at the news, it, it's awesome to realize that as a child of God, going home is closer today than it ever has been before. Amen? Amen. Basically, the Scripture's been fulfilled just about. The only thing we got left really is for jesus to step out on the clouds and to call us home you know satan tries our best a lot of times to take our mind off christ and to get us thinking and focusing on everything every problem that we have but but what god wants us to focus on you ever notice that you ever notice how things just seem to fall apart when things are going right in your spiritual life when things are going good and you like all of a sudden well things change I can't do what I wanted to do I can't minister the way I supposed to I can't do this can't do that. he wants us Satan wants us to focus on the problems or sometimes instead of focusing on he wants us to live in the past. Well, I remember when, you know, and right now we can all look back and say, I remember when, when we could come to church, we could fellowship, I remember when we could do this, I remember when, well, that's that's the problem, we're too busy either looking in the past, as the Bible tells us we're not supposed to do, remember what Jesus says, man, got his hands on the plow, he's supposed to look backwards, and so we, we either fix doing that, or we're too busy looking at the problem. Now, the Bible tells us what we're supposed to do. Paul gives us a great idea of it. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 14 through 15, he says this. He says, I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So he says, I'm going forward. I'm not going backward. I'm not looking at other things. I'm pressing. That means I'm focused. On that prize that's there He goes he says Let us therefore as many be perfect Be thus minded And if in anything Ye be otherwise minded God shall reveal even this Unto you So we need to press towards that mark That mark is going home Amen It is being with Christ Jesus We need to press towards that And if there's something else distracting you There's some other problem You need to focus on the right thing That's why God brings us together on Sunday mornings and different times to worship. So we as a group can get together and have that like mind. And and so, you know, you think, what's that price? I I want you to think about this. I I thought about funerals this week. Don't know why. but funerals, I have one set of scriptures I use a lot. And it's found in 1 Thessalonians. Thessalonians 4 verses 13 through 18. Let me read this to you. It says, but I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which are asleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall be ever with the Lord." wherefore comfort each other with these words so jesus said either one of two things is going to happen you're either going to take your last breath here and when you do as paul says be absent with the body be present with christ or jesus is coming back to get us now i believe that we live in the days that it's just a matter of time for jesus stands up and steps out on the cloud and calls us home And I believe it's coming sooner than what we think. So we need to really think about it. What are we doing? Are we ready? You know, we're about to go home. You ever think about where we're going to? I I, I got to thinking about heaven this week. and, And I thought about, think about this. It has got different things. It's going to be awesome there. It's going to be a place to rejoice after our service listen to what jesus said in matthew 25 verse 21 he said and the lord said unto him well done thou good and faithful servant did you hear that thou good and faithful servant thou has been faithful over a few things i will make thee ruler over many things enter thou into the joy of the lord as i read that verse i realized there was a couple of things that's really important God wants us to serve him. And you know what? I had somebody tell me once, well, preacher, that's for you. He called you to preach. That he did. He gave a specific calling upon my life. I've got to preach. I've got to do it with all my heart and all my soul. Or let me tell you, it ain't no good. Amen? If it's for Steve, it ain't worth the flip. But when I'm doing it for Jesus, hey, let me tell you what he does. He equips those that he calls. Amen. If He's called you to do something, He'll equip you to do it. Now, I remember when He called me to preach, I'm like, You've got the wrong man, Jesus. I don't like people. He changed hearts, He can change people, He can equip those that He calls. Now, so let me tell you something. Let me ask you a question. What about the service that He's called you into today? So we'll preach. I I really can't do nothing anymore. I I, I, I can't we can't get out anymore. I can't do these things. Let me listen. Listen to this. Listen to this in Matthew chapter five verses 14 through 16. Jesus gives every one of us a call upon our life. He says this. He says ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives forth light unto them that are in the house. So listen to this. If you don't hear nothing else, he says, Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So we've all been called to be an example for Jesus Christ. No matter what. And let me tell you, He will equip you to be able to do that. He gives you the abilities. He gives you the tools. But the thing is, do you use them? I mean, if you've ever not had a screwdriver and you needed one really bad, isn't it amazing that a butter knife will suffice in times of need, isn't it? Sometimes you say, well, preacher, I don't have a degree. That, that might be true. Neither do I. I talked to a young man this week, and as we talked, I said, man, i got to be one of the stupidest biblical scholars there has got to be in the world. Because, man, he knows his Bible. He knows Hebrew. And I'm like, I can barely pronounce half of that stuff. But then I realized God's equipped me to do it differently. Amen. He don't equip none of us to do it the same way because there's a world full of different people. So let your light shine before men. Get out there and do it. Listen to this. Listen, Hebrews 11, 1 and 2. If you ain't got nothing, you ought to have this if you're a child of God. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Amen. You ever listen to verse number 2 of that chapter? That says, For by it... The elders obtained a good report. Amen. It's because of their faith in God, they had a good report. It doesn't say, well, they got all this stuff done, they did all. It says they obtained a good report. People looked at them and they knew they had faith in Jesus Christ. When people see you this morning, do they see the service that you do? James told us this. He said in James chapter 2, verse 17 and 18, he says, Even so, if it hath not works. faith. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. We're going home. What will Jesus say to you? He didn't say you've got to be faithful over tons of stuff. You ever listen to that? He said, you were faithful over a few. What God's called you to do, do with all your heart. You ever notice how God changes what we do? You ever notice how circumstances takes you out of different things? Forces you to change lifestyles sometimes? You don't quit serving God just because of that. You're an example. People watch you. You never know whose life you're you're, going to affect. Not only that, it's a place where we'll be giving rest and comfort. You you ever thought about that when we get there? Revelation chapter 21, verses 4 through 6 says, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be neither no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. Oh, I like that. It is done. Let me me flip pages right quick. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. When we get to heaven, all these problems, all these heartaches will be gone. Amen. Yeah. He said, I'm going to wipe away all tears from your eyes. You're not going to think about the former things of life. You, how many of you ever dwell on the past? How many of you ever dwell on problems of the past? Oh, I wished, I wished, I wished. Everybody, how many of you ever said this? I wished I'd have done things different. Well, let me tell you, when you get to heaven, you got to worry about that, amen? I don't think you, you got to worry about that one thing in your past when you ask Jesus into your heart. Because if you ain't got it, you ain't getting there. I like, I like how it the ended there. He says, I will give unto him that is a thirst of the waters of life. How many of you thirst for being holy and righteous and being what God wants you to be? He's got to remember, though, Until we get home, it won't be easy, will it? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 through 11, Listen to this Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you, and persecute you, and say all manner of evil against you falsely, for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets, which were before you. Jesus gave him a whole list of things that you'd look at him say these are not a list of strengths. Some people would say there are a list of weaknesses. But it lets you know that there's going to be problems. There's going to be heartaches. There's going to be times that people look down upon you. They're going to persecute you. It's going to be rough. You're going to lose loved ones. Things are not going to be easy. But Jesus said, blessed are you. Because in the end, we know where we're going. Amen. I like how he ended. He said, blessed are they, they persecuted the prophets. He says, and I know where they're at. It's a place that hopefully will, you and me will reach. Listen to Proverbs seven nineteen: For the good man is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. I don't belong here. When I got saved, I realized that. This isn't my home. You know how I said hopefully you and me, both will be there? I pray you know Jesus. Because if you don't, then you won't be there. But we, we're making that journey. Paul said he fought the fight. Do you fight that fight every day in this long journey? 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain of the lord we, are, we shouldn't let our guards down but guess what many times we do we don't stay steadfast as we ought to we get distracted but god says work on it work out your salvation with fear and trembling it's something you got to say every morning. You get up and say, God, I'm going to do what I need to do today. I'm going to be that light. I'm going to be that witness. It might not be easy, but I'm going to do what God's called me to do. Now, I know it's hard to go out and it's hard to go into public. It's hard to do things. You can't go up and share. You know, one of the greatest things to do is be able to smile at people. Now you wear a mask, you can't touch your smile, sticking your tongue out at somebody. But that doesn't matter. You know, maybe, maybe this morning you're sitting here, you're watching us. Maybe you're tired, and you feel that your joy's gone. Ever been there? The preacher, I've been rough. It's been hard. Remember what Jesus said in John ten ten: "The thief comes not, but to kill, steal, and destroy." Satan likes to beat us down. We take our mind off the proper thing. We we don't do what we should do. Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. He said, don't worry about the enemy. I've got you. While you're here, live an abundant life. While you're here, serve me. While you're here, be that light. I will give you your needs. I will supply you. I will equip you in whatever situation you are in. Maybe what you need to do today, Christian, is you might need to do like David did. When David said in Psalms 51, 12, he said this, he said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. Maybe what you just need is a little help today. You know, the difference was when David cried this out, he meant it. The you Today. Now, let me ask you a question. How do you know today if you were to die? If you were to fall out dead, that you would be in heaven? Do you know where your eternal home would be? You know, there's people say, well, how could you know? You know, it's simple. Jesus, your Lord and Savior. I didn't ask if you knew who he was because a lot of people know who he was. The Bible says that Satan knows who he is. The devils know who he is. The demons know who he is. But guess what? They just know who he is. I asked you, is he your Lord and Savior? You know, if your answer is, I hope so, or, 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 well, I'm a good person, that's not the answer, is it? Many of us know that. You know, Bible says in Romans 3.10, it says this, it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So your good really isn't that good. You know, and and then Paul told us in Romans 3.23, he said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know, you could try your best to be a good person. Anybody ever tried to clean themselves up? Yesterday, Obie was at the house, and he 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 he, he wiped his face, and he come back a little bit later. He says, "I forgot to wipe my arms, and they were dirty." We always miss something when we try to clean ourselves up. That that, that problem with sin is, as he says in Romans six twenty three, "For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ." You see, the difference in those who know and those who really don't know, it's simple. It's grace and salvation. Knowing and understanding grace. God in his infinite mercy and love has provided a way of salvation through Jesus Christ. He did that because he loves us. For God so loved the world. It's not that God so loved just the church. God so loved just these people or those, it says the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should have it, not perish, but have everlasting life. What an awesome God we serve. You know, he he paid our price on Calvary. He bore our sins. Then sometimes as a child of God, I've got to remember that. That every time that he was struck, it was because of me. Every time somebody spit in his face, it was because of me. Every time they swung that hammer, it was because of me. Jesus paid our penalty. Romans 5 8, but God commended his love towards us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Yeah, I think the hardest thing is about getting saved is first you got to admit. That you're a sinner. Sometimes as Christians we forget that too. And then you got to be willing to repent and turn from your sins. See what a lot of people got a problem with is they want to get saved on paper. What I mean by that is like I got people who who could write something I've done so and so on paper just because it's wrote down don't mean you can do it. You've got to be able to do it. You've got to believe it. You've got to be willing to repent, willing to accept. You've got to receive them through prayer. You know, it and ask them into your heart and into your life. Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come unto him and will suck with him and he with me. See, Jesus don't force his way into your life. You've got to invite him in. Paul said in Romans 10, 9, he said, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You pray a simple prayer. You pray, dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know I need you. I believe you died on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart right now. and Make me a new creature in Christ. It's not the words. It's the belief. He, He helps us out. Sometimes Christians, we need to remember that too. You know, we're supposed to be a light of the world. Sometimes we forget. I want to close with a, uh, some scripture this morning. But before I do, if you prayed that prayer, if you ask Jesus into your heart, the Bible says you shouldn't be ashamed to confess it before men. Let somebody know. If you're watching us, you're listening to us, let us know. It's not we're going to come you. we just want to thank you and pray with you and say praise Jesus welcome to the family but Christian if you're struggling this morning you're not where you should be today going home is not important to you I want you to listen to this he's coming and we know he's coming soon maybe what we need to do is be like David did in Psalms 40. He said, I waited patiently on the Lord and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. He had put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it. And fear and shall trust in the Lord. Maybe you need to change and get closer to God. Cry out to him. Let him get you out of that miry clay. Because you need to let people see what God's done in your life. Not everybody's called to preach. Not everybody's called to sing. Not everybody's called to teach. But we're all called to show. Amen. Are you showing that he's coming? As John said, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come quickly. every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come to you this morning, Lord, I pray that as children of God, Lord, we take your coming back seriously. Father, that we look to the clouds. We look, we wait. We're we're anxious for your return. But as we look and as we wait, Father, help us to be the good stewards of that you've called us to be to occupy while you're gone to be busy just be that city on the hill that candle that's lit father for those that are struggling this morning let them cry out to you lord as david said he had to wait patiently because it didn't seem sometimes that you listen but father you're right there right on time always Lift us up out of the miry clay. I thank you for being a loving God. And Father, I pray this morning, if somebody accepted you, Lord, that they'll realize the life that you've given them. Lord, sometimes we as Christians need to look back and realize the abundant life you've given us. Lord, I pray this morning that we get closer to you than we ever have. That we joyously await your coming. Thank you for being a loving God and hearing our prayers. In Lord's name I pray. Amen. blessed a wonderful week try to stay cool it's going to be all week i pray god pray god blesses you and just keeps you safe i pray he takes this virus out and we don't have to worry about it or cause us home one amen either way be fine with me i'll see y'all wednesday night
2: Well, Scotty, how you
0: doing? How y'all doing? I'm
3: wonderful. How are you? Who's the
0: little lady? This
3: is Brooke. Hi, hey, Brooke,
0: you're so pretty. Thank you. How is
2: Brooke? Oh, good. Uh, and you go. Your hair's been growing. That's <laughs> one place <laughs> I've been Hello. Love you, Marie. Girl.
3: <laughs> She's a
0: sweet
2: <laughs> she be that day. You, you see what Jimmy you know. did me last Sunday? No I
1: couldn't get away that man. all <laughs> <five. laughs> <laughs> oh. The one that love was talking to. You,
2: to yeah. you rescued him. I didn't no, no? no, nobody rescued
0: me. He liked to keep
2: This Okay. So,
4: yeah. You are uh, not I here said,
2: Just because In I I heard. Heard. Okay. Uh, you
0: I, going to I love you. this song.
2: have you know. so, not much more that I heard not I, heard
0: heard this one? I have. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I gotta figure out what songs this time. I love this. Baby <laughs> <laughs> <this, this>, <laughs> got me last time. <laughs>
2: Basically she said do no. My sister that uh, my brother got for me for uh mm-hmm. <laughs> Take but just one one sub
0: 喂
1: God works sometimes Uh, I'm going to tell you a story this week Because I was getting things ready for my sermon Thinking about Miss Liz's song just now I had my outline ready I had everything ready I wanted to do And I started typing And the phone rang This is in the living room And Julie answered my phone And I heard her coming down the hallway So I started to move And I moved the desk when I moved the desk, my computer got unplugged, lost everything. And I said, man. And I, I thought I was getting I was talking with Brie on the phone and she called me and we were talking, I said, Man, the computer just went off. I'm having to reboot it. And Julie said, well maybe it saved part of it. And and it did, it saved, but it didn't save the part I was working on at that time. And so as I sat there well, said, Daddy, that's probably because that's not the sermon God wants you to preach. I said, oh yeah, it is, it is, it is.
4: <laughs>
1: well, she was right, I was wrong. And I, cause as I pulled it back up, one verse was the only thing that was really left on there. And, and it kind of got to me, take your Bibles this morning, turn to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And yeah, I'll tell you how good God is. I, I I don't get with Gina and tell her the sermons. And Uh, But God works out awesome things The title of my sermon this morning is Going Home And if you listen to the songs we sang Kind of goes along with it great John chapter 14 verses 1 through 3 It says Let not your heart be troubled Ye believe in God Believe also in me In my Father's house There are many mansions If it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. These verses here have stuck to me. It's just, it's been something I've thought about it. And I said, you know, no matter where we're at this morning, no matter the problems you're going through, no matter the situation, we look at the news. It's awesome to realize that as a child of God, going home is closer today than it ever has been before. Amen. Basically, the scripture's been fulfilled just about. The only thing we got left, really, is for jesus to step out on the clouds and to call us home you know satan tries our best a lot of times to take our mind off christ and to get us thinking and focusing on everything every problem that we have but but what god wants us to focus on you ever notice that you ever notice how things just seem to fall apart when things are going right in your spiritual life when things are going good, and you like, all of a sudden, well, things change. I can't do what I wanted to do. I can't minister the way I am supposed to. I can't do this. Can't do that. He wants us, Satan wants us to focus on the problems, or sometimes, instead of focusing on, he wants us to live in the past. Well, I remember when. you know, And right now, we can all look back and say, I remember when when we could come to church, we could fellowship. I remember when we could do this. And I remember when. Well, that's a problem. We're too busy either looking in the past, as the Bible tells us, we're not supposed to do. Remember what Jesus says, man, got his hands on the plow, He's supposed to look backwards. And so we, we either fix doing that or we're too busy looking at the problem. Now, the Bible tells us what we're supposed to do. Paul gives us a great idea of it. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 14 through 15, he says this. He says, I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So he says, I'm going forward. I'm not going backward. I'm not looking at other things. I'm pressing. That means I'm focused. On that prize that's there. He goes, he says, let us therefore, as many be perfect, be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. So we need to press towards that mark. That mark is going home. Amen. It is being with Christ Jesus. We need to press towards that. And if there's something else distracting you, there's some other problem, you need to focus on the right thing. That's why God brings us together on Sunday mornings and different times to worship. So we as a group can get together and have that like mind. And, and so, you know, you think, what's that price? I, I want you to think about this. I, I, I thought about funerals this week. Don't know why. Well, funerals, I have one set of scriptures I use a lot. And it's found in 1st the Thessalonians 4 verses 13 through 18. Let me read this to you. It says, but I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which are asleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so we shall be ever with the Lord. Wherefore comfort each other with these words. So Jesus said either one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to take your last breath here and when you do as Paul says be absent with the body be present with Christ or Jesus is coming back to get us. Now I believe that we live in the days that it's just a matter of time for jesus stands up and steps out on the cloud and calls us home and i believe it's coming sooner than what we think so we need to really think about it what are we doing are we ready you know we're about to go home you ever think about where we're going to i i I got to thinking about heaven this week and, and i thought about think about this it has got different things it's going to be awesome there it's going to be a place to rejoice after our service listen to what jesus said in matthew 25 verse 21 he said and the lord said unto him well done thou good and faithful servant did you hear that thou good and faithful servant thou has been faithful over a few things i will make thee ruler over many things enter thou into the joy of the lord as i read that verse i realized there was a couple of things that's really important God wants us to serve him. And you know what? I I had somebody tell me once, well, preacher, that's for you. He called you to preach. That he did. He gave a specific calling upon my life. I've got to preach. I've got to do it with all my heart and all my soul. Or let me tell you, it ain't no good. Amen? If it's for Steve, it ain't worth the flip. But when I'm doing it for Jesus, hey, let me tell you what he does. He equips those that he calls. Amen. If he's called you to do something, he'll equip you to do it. I remember when he called me to preach, I'm like, you've got the wrong man, Jesus. I don't like people. He changed hearts. He can change people. He can equip those that he calls. Now, so let me tell you something. Let me ask you a question. What about the service that he's called you into today? So, well, preacher, I I really can't do nothing anymore. I I, I, I can't, we can't get out anymore. I can't do these things. Let me, listen, listen to this. Listen to this. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, Jesus gives every one of us a call upon our life. He says this. He says, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it give forth light unto them that are in the house. So listen to this. If you don't hear nothing else, he says, Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So we've all been called to be an example for Jesus Christ. No matter what. And let me tell you, He will equip you to be able to do that. He gives you the abilities. He gives you the tools. But the thing is, do you use them? I mean, if you've ever not had a screwdriver and you needed one really bad. Isn't it amazing that a butter knife will suffice in times of need, isn't it? Sometimes you say, well, preacher, I don't have a degree. That, that might be true. Neither do I. I talked to a young man this week, and as we talked, I said, man, I got to be one of the stupidest biblical scholars that's got to be in the world. Because, man, he knows his Bible. He knows Hebrew. And I'm like, I can barely pronounce half of that stuff. But then I realized God's equipped me to do it differently. Amen. He don't equip none of us to do it the same way because there's a world full of different people. So let your light shine before men. Get out there and do it. Listen to this. Listen, Hebrews 11, 1 and 2. If you ain't got nothing, you ought to have this if you're a child of God. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Amen. You ever listen to verse number 2 of that chapter? That says, For by it, The elders obtained a good report. Amen. It's because of their faith in God, they had a good report. It doesn't say, well, they got all this stuff done. They did all. It says they obtained a good report. People looked at them and they knew they had faith in Jesus Christ. When people see you this morning, do they see the service that you do? James told us this. He said in James chapter 2, verse 17 and 18, he says, even so, if it hath not works. Faith, even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. We're going home. What will Jesus say to you? He didn't say you've got to be faithful over tons of stuff. You ever listen to that? He said, you were faithful over a few. What God's called you to do, do with all your heart. You ever notice how God changes what we do? You ever notice how circumstances takes you out of different things? Forces you to change lifestyles sometimes? You don't quit serving God just because of that. You're an example. People watch you. You never know whose life you're you're, going to affect. Not only that, it's a place where we'll be giving rest and comfort. You ever thought about that when we get there? Revelation chapter 21 verses 4 through 6 says, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be neither no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. Oh, I like that. It is done. Let me me flip pages right quick. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. When we get to heaven, all these problems, all these heartaches will be gone. Amen. Yeah. He said, I'm going to wipe away all tears from your eyes. You're not going to think about the former things of life. You, how many of you ever dwell on the past? How many of you ever dwell on problems of the past? Oh, I wished, I wished, I wished. Everybody, how many of you ever said this? I wished I'd have done things different. Well, let me tell you, when you get to heaven, you got to worry about that, amen? I don't think you, you got to worry about that one thing in your past when you ask Jesus into your heart. Because if you ain't got it, you ain't getting there. I like, I like how it the ended there. He says, I will give unto him that is a thirst of the waters of life. How many of you thirst for being holy and righteous and being what God wants you to be? He's got to remember, though, Until we get home, it won't be easy, will it? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 through 11 Listen to this Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted. For righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you. And persecute you. And say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Jesus gave them a whole list of things. You'd look at him and say these are not a list of strengths. Some people would say they are a list of weaknesses. But it lets you know that there's going to be problems. There's going to be heartaches. There's going to be times that people look down upon you. They're going to persecute you. It's going to be rough. You're going to lose loved ones. Things are not going to be easy. But Jesus said, blessed are you. Because in the end, we know where we're going. Amen. I like how he ended. He said, blessed are they, they, they persecuted the prophets. He says, and I know where they're at. It's a place that hopefully will, you and me will reach. Listen to Proverbs seven nineteen: For the good man is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. I don't belong here. When I got saved, I realized that. This isn't my home. You know how I said hopefully you'll, me both will be there? I pray you know Jesus. Because if you don't then you won't be there. But we, we're making that journey. Paul said he fought the fight. Do you fight that fight every day in this long journey? 1 Corinthians 15 58 says therefore my beloved brethren be ye steadfast unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain of the Lord. We, are, we shouldn't let our guards down. But guess what? Many times we do. We don't stay steadfast as we ought to. We get distracted. But God says, work on it. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's something you got to say every morning. You get up say, God, I'm going to do what I need to do today. I'm going to be that light. I'm going to be that witness. It might not be easy, but I'm going to do what God's called me to do. Now, I know it's hard to go out and it's hard to go into public. It's hard to do things. You can't go up and share. You know, one of the greatest things to do is be able to smile at people. Now you wear a mask, you can't touch the smile, sticking your tongue out at somebody. But that doesn't matter. You know, maybe, maybe this morning you're sitting here, you're watching us. Maybe you're tired. And you feel that your joy is gone. Ever been there? The preacher, I've been rough. It's been hard. Remember what Jesus said in John ten ten: "The thief comes not, but to kill, steal, and destroy." Satan likes to beat us down. We take our mind off the proper thing. We, we don't do what we should do. Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. He said, don't worry about the enemy. I've got you. While you're here, live an abundant life. While you're here, serve me. While you're here, be that light. I will give you your needs. I will supply you. I will equip you in whatever situation you are in. Maybe what you need to do today, Christian, is you might need to do like David did. When David sinned in Psalms 51, 12, he said this. He said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. Maybe what you just need is a little help today. You know, the difference was when David cried this out, he meant it. The you Today. Now let me ask you a question. How do you know today if you were to die? If you were to fall out dead, that you would be in heaven? Do you know where your eternal home would be? You know, there's people say, well, how could you know it? You know, it's simple, Jesus, your Lord and Savior. I didn't ask if you knew who he was, because a lot of people know who he was. The Bible says that Satan knows who he is. The devils know who he is. The demons know who he is. But guess what? They just know who he is. I asked you, is he your Lord and Savior? You know, if your answer is, I hope so, or, 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 well, I'm a good person, that's not the answer, is it? Many of us know that. You know, the Bible says in Romans 3.10, it says this, It is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So your good really isn't that good. You know, and and then Paul told us in Romans 3.23, he said, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know, you could try your best to be a good person. Anybody ever tried to clean themselves up? Yesterday, Obie goes at the house, and he, 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 he wiped his face, and he come back a little bit later, he says, I forgot to wipe my arms, and they were dirty. We always miss something when we try to clean ourselves up. That, that, that problem with sin is, as he says in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the difference in those who know and those who really don't know, it, 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 it's simple. It's grace and salvation. Knowing and understand grace. God in his infinite mercy and love has provided a way of salvation through Jesus Christ. He did that because he loves us. For God so loved the world. It's not that God so loved just the church. God so it, just these people or those. It says the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should have it, not perish, but have everlasting life. What an awesome God we serve. You know, he, he paid our price on Calvary. He bore our sins. Then sometimes as a child of God, I've got to remember that. That every time that he was struck, it was because of me. Every time somebody spit in his face, it was because of me. Every time they swung that hammer, it was because of me. Jesus paid our penalty. Romans 5, 8, but God commended his love towards us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Yeah, I think the hardest thing is about getting saved is first you gotta admit. That you're a sinner. Sometimes as Christians we forget that too. And then you got to be willing to repent and turn from your sins. See what a lot of people got a problem with is they want to get saved on paper. What I mean by that is like I got people who who could write something I've done so and so on paper just because it's wrote down don't mean you can do it. You got to be able to do it. You got to believe it. You got to be willing to repent, willing to accept. You got to receive them through prayer. You know, it, 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 you got and ask them into your heart and into your life. Jesus said in Revelation three twenty he says, "Behold, I stand at the door and knock." If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come unto him and will suck with him and he with me. See, Jesus don't force his way into your life. You've got to invite him in. Paul said in Romans 10, 9, he said, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You pray a simple prayer. You pray, dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know I need you. I believe you died on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart right now. and Make me a new creature in Christ. It's not the words. It's the belief. He, He helps us out. Sometimes Christians, we need to remember that too. You know, we're supposed to be a light of the world. Sometimes we forget. I want to close with uh, some scripture this morning. But before I do, if you prayed that prayer, if you ask Jesus into your heart, the Bible says you shouldn't be ashamed to confess it before men. Let somebody know. If you're watching us, you're listening to us, let us know. It's not we're going to come... When you, we just want to thank you and pray with you and say, praise Jesus. Welcome to the family. But Christian, if you're struggling this morning, you're not where you should be today. Going home is not important to you. I want you to listen to this. He's coming. And we know he's coming soon. Maybe what we need to do is be like David did in Psalms 40. He said, I waited patiently on the Lord and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. He had put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it. And fear and shall trust in the Lord. Maybe you need to change and get closer to God. Cry out to Him. Let Him get you out of that miry clay. Because you need to let people see what God's done in your life. Not everybody's called to preach, not everybody's called to sing, not everybody's called to teach, but we're all called to show. Amen. Are you showing that He's coming? As John said, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come quickly. With every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come to you this morning, Lord, I pray that as children of God, Lord, we take your coming back seriously. Father, that we look to the clouds. We look, we wait. We're we're anxious for your return. But as we look and as we wait, Father, help us to be the good stewards of that you've called us to be. To occupy while you're gone. To be busy. Just be in that city on the hill. That candle that's lit. Father for those that are struggling this morning. Let them cry out to you. Lord as David said he had to wait patiently. Because it didn't seem sometimes that you listened. But Father you're right there right on time always. Lift us up out of the miry clay. I thank you for being a loving God. And Father, I pray this morning, if somebody accepted you, Lord, that they'll realize the life that you've given them. Lord, sometimes we as Christians need to look back and realize the abundant life you've given us. Lord, I pray this morning that we get closer to you than we ever have. That we joyously await your coming. Thank you for being a loving God and hearing our prayers. In Lord's name I pray, amen. blessed a wonderful week try to stay cool it's going to be all week i pray god blesses you and just keeps you safe i pray he takes this virus out and we don't have to worry about it or cause us home one amen either way be fine with me i'll see y'all wednesday night
2: I'm going I'm going to I'm to the I'm going the I'm not going to the I'm the I'm going I'm to well,
0: Scotty, how you doing? How y'all doing? I'm
2: wonderful. How are you? Who's the
0: little lady? No, hey, you so pretty. Thank you. How is Brooke? Oh, good. You're
2: Your hair's your been growing. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good place. I do sweet girl. <laughs> eat <laughs> <laughs> <How about you?
0: laughs> What do We're see what Jimmy did last
2: Sunday?
0: There's
2: no telling. I couldn't get away with that man.
1: What you one Jimmy was
2: talking
1: to me. You rescued me. I, I
2: didn't know. know. No, 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 no one me. You He likes to keep his head. We had to go. Okay. So, you are not uh, here. I said, I just I
0: love this song. Well,
2: there's not much of more people that I haven't heard, so I was like...
4: Have you not heard oh, this I
2: guess, one? I have. Okay. <laughs> I was like, i got to figure out what
4: song is going to take I love this. There you go. I love this song. <laughs>
2: Huh? Basically, she said, don't you- the neighbor uh I <laughs> Okay.